Hey, welcome to Two Shot Tuesday with Jason and Barry. This week, we talk persistent boomer traits, surprising foods, and jury duty. Have a listen. It's all right now. Welcome to a very special episode of Two Shot Tuesday, where Barry T. Nixon learns very important lessons about life, and Jason Riley is here to listen, eavesdrop, and learn as well. Really? Important lessons about life? I think so. I think okay. you're going to learn some very important lessons about life. I don't know why. I, I don't huh. necessarily have any to impart, but I, I'm. I think you're going to learn. I think I'm just going to. I'm going to hang back. I'm going to watch you take them in, and then I'm going to also apply them <laughs> to my life. Well, well, if if you're referring to uh, one of the things we're doing on tonight's show, which is mm-hmm. super important, we are debuting two of whiskey's favorite cousin, which we all know is bourbon. Jason and I each purchased a bourbon, not the same one, different bourbons, but we're going to debut them right here on the show. And the one I'm going to be debuting, Jay, is simply called Small Batch 1792. Okay, I want to hear you tell me the story because we both have stories behind these as well. And just one quick correction. Mine was not purchased. Mine was actually a gift that was given to me. It'll be part of the story. Okay. But I just wanted that, you know, cleared. So, one might say that that's already a life lesson that you've taken away from this episode, an assumption of purchase when in truth, a gift was given. Wow. <laughs> this is great. What a, what a hell of a start. Hell of a start. Well, Jay, I know that you always like to read the bottle of the booze that you have purchased or have been given as a gift. So I'm going to do the same thing here with small batch 1792. Uh, it's a bit wordy. It's more like an article, uh, but let's go ahead and dive in here. <laughs> So named in honor of the year Kentucky joined the United States, 1792 small batch bourbon is made from a marriage of a few select barrels carefully chosen by our master distiller. This refined bourbon elevates Kentucky distilling to exceptional new heights. That is a lot of detail and it made me thirsty just reading it. I'll tell you that much. What about you, Jay? Is there any, uh, any story behind your bourbon? Yeah, I'll tell you which one I've got. Mine is Distillers Select Woodford Reserve Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Beautiful. That's a lot. That's a mouthful right there. It really is. That's And that's not even the back of the bottle, Jay. That's just the front. (laughs) Well, thank you for leading us there. Um, The back of the bottle is actually blank. There's nothing to read on the back of the bottle. And I so I thought to myself, well, there's there's, there's no story to this, to this thing. But then I looked a little closer at the front of the bottle. And if I look actually to the neck of the bottle, for the first time, Barry, I'm seeing a bit of a write-up. So let me read this to you now. I have to, I'm going to have to spin the bottle as I read it because it's written across the neck of the bottle. Gotcha. Oh, it's, I'm already tired. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, a shot's coming your way soon. Yeah. A truly unique proprietary batch bourbon of unparalleled quantity. It's hard to get the word unparalleled written across the neck of a bottle. Um, and then it says it, uh, no, that's it. Then it's in another language. So that's, I think that might be Spanish. Um, I can say that there was a, a seam on here. So like a little paper thing. So when you break the cork, when you cork it, it's actually, it shows that it's been open. It's sort of a tamper-proof label. So that's important. Yep. And this was given to me uh, my sister, my niece, and my brother-in-law uh, came up to visit from North Carolina, and mm-hmm. uh, they went up to Sudbury to see my parents, and they came back down here, and we had a night together, 
and they had dinner at the house and they went and picked up a bottle. Uh, you can get this at the local LCBO of Distiller Select Woodford Reserve Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. I am uh, ready for a shot of this. I think we should just, I mean, we've teed it up and we're both tired and thirsty from all this reading. So let's, let's dive in <laughs> to shot number one, Jay. Okay, for shot number one, we know what we're going to do, but I'd like to hear about yours. Like, what are you getting from a smell? What are you getting from right, the okay. sense of it? Hmm. Yeah, I'm not really good at describing smells of liquor, really. Smells like it's, booze? It, it, smell. <laughs> well, let's just have a sip of this. <laughs> okay, and, that sounds good. I mean, we're holding it. It's getting warm. Let's go ahead and dive in, and then we can provide a further analysis. All right. Cheers, Jay. Cheers. Ooh, that um, mm-hmm. that is tasty. Packs a punch. There's a little. There's a bit of heat uh, that kind of hangs around at the end there. Maybe that's the bourbon difference. I, I think so. I'm definitely. I feel it kind of going up almost into my nostrils. The heat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, that's the there. same it, thing. It, it hung around. It finally just went away. That was a good ten seconds of heat. Yeah, this tastes great. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's sweet. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, you know, like I said, there's there's heat at the end after you kind of swallow it down, but. Uh, yeah, there's there's certainly nothing offensive in this shot. It's no. uh, it's good. I will say as well with the uh, the Woodford, it is a it's a good shot. There's some heat in it. Like I said, maybe that's a that's a signature bourbon. We'll have to learn more as we go. Yeah, but it, I would do that shot again. I'm happy to do that shot. We'll see how it goes as a sipper at some point. Um, mm-hmm. But as a shot, I'm giving it two thumbs up. Same here, man. Oh man, bourbon. Who knew? You know, since we're on the, the topic of booze, I was watching a, we're never too far away from the topic <laughs> of booze, but I was watching uh, executive producer Aldo Roma and I enjoy watching um, our uh, Real Housewives reality show. I'm sure you're a big fan of all of them. Uh, huge. No, huge. Yeah, that's a big no, shaking your head no. <laughs> so on Beverly Hills, the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, this is probably the high class uh, housewife show. Uh-huh. Uh, just last night we were watching it. And uh, one of the housewives ordered uh, champagne with a shot of tequila in it. Have you ever heard of this before? I've never heard of this. Neither. And she said it can be done with a vodka in it as well. Huh. Shot of booze and champagne. I it's that's completely new to me. I would have never even considered it. Yeah. This is just what rich people are up to. Now is the shot inside the bottle or like, I don't understand it's fused. Yes. Well, they poured oh. it. They poured some champagne, and then they took a shot, and they poured a shot into the glass, and oh. it becomes a sipper. Oh, I see. Wow, I never heard of that combination. Me neither. I'm intrigued, though. Yeah, maybe one day we'll try it. I don't know yeah. when we're ever going to have you and <laughs> me in the same room and champagne. But <laughs> well, you know, we get one of those little, you know, those little Henkel bottles of champagne. They come in yeah. like three pack little bottles. We'll get that. Now you're thinking wasting a whole bottle, and yeah. we'll take maybe not the you know the top of the line champagne. We'll get that. We'll marry it with some tequila and yeah. we'll do some, we'll sit around <laughs> drinking champagne coolies with, with, with tequila infused with tequila. I, I'm in, I think this would be a good uh, year end type thing. That's about the only time that I think that, you know, we'd be probably enjoying champagne would be around new year's. Maybe we yeah. do it towards like the end of the year. That's a good for idea. Our holiday episode. I think, you know what, let's track that. I'm going to make a note of this and we're going to yes. come back and revisit it. And so, and Champagne plus tequila. Oh my God. That's a messy new year. <laughs> that, 
could be blackout territory. Okay, cool. I made a note <laughs> of it. So no problem. This is great. So how was your uh, week? Just a uh, quick catch up. Yeah, the week was good. I was telling you that uh, my sister and brother-in-law came by and my niece. And so that was kind of the highlight of the week. We all got yeah. together and have dinner and had a catch up. And it was great. They got to see the house and the various you know state that it's in. Um, we did some movement on the renovations we've had. Mm -hmm. Oh, we ordered some, uh, some sconces. We have some nice sconces that arrived. I'll have to show them to you. I, people don't get too excited. They don't get excited enough about sconces. <laughs> can you, and maybe if, if for our listeners, in case they're not familiar, can you tell <laughs> us what that is? Yeah. A, sc a sconce <laughs> is a light fixture that just attaches to the wall. So it sticks out of the wall. It's sometimes oh. are shaped like candles. Sometimes they're shaped like just little things. So there's four of them. So instead of having one light in our main living room, there'll be four sconces, two on either side of the fireplace, and then two that match on the other side of the wall across from them. So the light will come from these little, they're like lamps, but they're mounted to the wall. We got uh, from California, we ordered these off of eBay. Mm -hmm. uh, they're uh, period pieces. So they're from, they're like art deco. They're shaped like candles wow. with like, it shows like melting candle wax, very intricate detail. Uh, holders and they have to be rewired. We have to rewire them, um, but we will be able to hang those. And just to complete the look of trying to get this the house that we're in looking as authentic as it can, we mm -hmm. are going to put these sconces up. So we're trying to have it's you know a lot of uh, balancing some new but a lot of old period stuff. So that those arrived this week and we're very happy with these. That's very cool. Now, are the sconces going to be limited to the living room or are we talking sconces all over the house? Sconce Palooza. No, it is just <laughs> in the living room. That's the only place that we wired for sconces. They actually were sconces in the dining room. They're mm -hmm. wired and we plastered over that and we're just having chandelier. We didn't want to overdo sconces. Now that I know what they are, you definitely don't want to overdo no. it. You just a nice <laughs> tasteful amount of sconces in the house. So only in the, uh, in the living room will have sconces. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, so that's my week. Visits, cool. uh, a new bourbon, and sponsors. Yep. Not bad. Yeah, Not how bad. about you? How was your uh, week? Man, it's been uh, kind of uneventful. Uh, it's, what can I tell you? On Friday, oh, I did watch a kind of a cool horror movie from the 80s um, called Two Evil Eyes. Have you ever heard of this? Or, no. or have you seen it? No. Harvey Keitel? No. And Adrian uh, Bardot. I think I, I never get her last name correct, but it's the girl from Swamp Thing. You'll yeah, remember. I remember her. Swamp Thing. I remember so who, she, yeah. she is in Two Evil Eyes. It's basically two short stories kind of sandwiched together. They're not related, but there's two tales that are put together. Um, and one of them is directed by George Romero, legendary director. Yeah. I don't remember the second guy, but uh, it was pretty cool. And I haven't seen Harvey Keitel in a role like this, where he's like basically tormented by a black cat to the point where he basically becomes a killer. Uh, wow. Yeah, he's, he's a crime scene photographer. And this cat is kind of pestering him. It's a stray cat that his wife takes in. And then he ends up kind of like brutalizing the cat and then other people. It's really kind of weird and creepy, but it's definitely worth a look. Two evil eyes, check it out. Okay, that's, yeah. well, cats will make you want to do that, I think. So that, that happens. <laughs> All right, let's get to some questions here. I, I have okay. one here, uh, and this just, Linda and I had to run an errand at lunchtime, and so we're walking to the shoppers to drop off a letter. And so it, it suddenly occurred to us, we're like, well, what are some things that, um, or what are some uh, traits, like boomer-style traits, you know, baby boomer traits, mm -hmm. that us being Gen Xers might sometimes do? 
And the reason why we thought of it was, as an example, mailing a physical letter. You don't have to do that very often, but today we did. Right. So I ask you, what are some boomer traits that you might have? Let's see. Sometimes when I dial a number that's long distance, I'll put the one in, even though you don't need to put the one in anymore on phones. It seems to know, unless it's like a one eight 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 number. But if it's huh. any kind of number with an area code, generally you don't have to put that one in anymore. The phone just knows when it's long distance or not. So oh. sometimes I'll dial on one. And that, <laughs> that's a boomer slash early Gen X thing. It's not something a millennial or a Gen Z person would ever dial. They're like dialing ones. What are you wasting your life? Yeah, totally. Time you could save not dialing all those ones. Okay. And also they probably wouldn't even dial a, a phone number. Well, that's true. Too. At all. Yeah, that's probably. Right. They'll just um, Snapchat. Hey, right, you know exactly. Kids are doing Snapchatting and TikToking. I think that's what they used to do. There's got to be something else now. I do say that too, which is kind of a boomer trait. Is that what all the kids are doing? <laughs> that's not really a Gen X trait. That's a it's a boomer trait. So it, it really is. How about you? Uh, um, well, I give you an example of sometimes what, what my sister likes to do, and I'm sure she'll forgive me for saying this, but um, she likes to leave voicemails still. Um, oh. Yeah, awful. (laughs) An awful thing. I hate having a voicemail. Me too. I I don't even know why I still have one on my phone that I'm, you know, paying monthly for. I should really just get rid of it because it's only being used for the telemarketers, but, uh, and my sister, but she still uh, (laughs) will prefer to leave a long voicemail versus just sending a text saying, Hey, can you give me a call? Yeah, that's all it is. Tried you give me a call when you get a chance. Yeah, that's it. It's funny though. It's just a classic thing. Yeah. And does she go on? Will she leave more than just her name? And, and she doesn't even need to leave her turn number, but name, like, does she give you a brief description of why she's calling? Just like not used to say? usually, not usually. She'll just say, Hey, you know, can you give me a call? But I oh, thought, yeah, you could, could just text, text me that and yeah. I'll probably get back to you faster. Hey, you know what I think it's time for? Shot number two. You're reading my mind. <laughs> okay. Shot number two, Jay, the bourbon tasting continues 1792 small batch. And with me, I am heading right back to Kentucky for the Woodford Reserve. Cheers. Cheers. We were talking, you know, tonight with Product Feature, we had, you know, new taste experiences. Mm -hmm. I have a question for you, and there's going to be a little story behind it on on my side, but I'll ask you the question first of all. Is there any kind of, what's, what's an unusual food that you've tried, either on purpose or accidentally? Um, I did try an unusual type of fish recently. Uh, Linda and I were visiting friends of ours and uh, there's a um, Egyptian delicacy, shall I say, uh, that's like a fermented fish that has an extremely pungent odor. Like when you, like when you open up the jar, it literally envelops (laughs) everyone and everything. Really? It's in a jar? It's in a jar. Well, I assume it's in a jar. I think so. I didn't actually see uh, our friend uh, Dan's father pull it out, but we were talking and hanging out and he mentioned this thing as a, as a delicacy. And Dan was like, Oh boy, I've never eaten that before in my life. It stinks. I've never tried it. So Dan's father excuses himself, comes back in a few minutes and presents us with this to try. And the entire backyard had a unbelievable, uh, you know, odor to it. But like, how would you describe the odor? Like feet? Yeah. Yeah, feet. I got it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you pretty much got it. It's just it, like it's something that had expired uh, a long 
long time ago. Oh, uh, no. Yeah. And, but I mean, we were in too deep, Jay. I, I mean, he presented us with this and Linda and I were like, okay, well, this is happening where we, you know, so yeah. it was wrapped in a pita. So he gave me like a piece of fish was wrapped in a pita. Nice, nice presentation. <laughs> he hands it to me and I ate it. And I actually ate three pieces of it. Uh, Cause he had kept handing me more. So I was like, well, what am I going to do here? I got to keep eating. Uh, it tasted not bad. That's the thing. It had a very, yeah. like a punch of flavor, but it didn't in any way taste like it smells. It's the smell that just is, that's the barrier. If you can get past that, then the taste itself is not bad at all. But I didn't know he was going to bring any out. And the next thing you know, like everyone around, like Dan's family were all like, ooh, what's that smell? Like they knew what was happening, but it, it literally filled their entire backyard, Jay. And everybody else's backyard, yeah. Every, yeah, and they were all like, the rest of the family was sort of backing away. And uh, <laughs> Linda and I were just like, okay, this is happening. So she tried some as well. And we were like, okay, it's it's not bad tasting. It's just the odor that you have to get past. And I will, I'll, I got to remember the name of it. Um, it. It was quite good. That's what it's called. It's called Physique. It's called Physique. Oh, this just in from Executive this just in from Linda executive, Yeah, she just popped in. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's how you pronounce it. Physique, fish. Uh, it's a traditional celebratory ancient Egyptian dish. So there, there you go. That's what we ate. One might no. say another life lesson for you that I have picked up just by being here. Which is what? Just to try something? Oh, be careful what <laughs> yeah. you're talking about. How about that? Be careful <laughs> what you're talking about. Yeah, because that's a good one. If you never know if whatever you're discussing and you think it's funny is going to be presented to you to then ingest in front yeah. of other people. Yeah. It was kind of cool. What about you? Well, I'm glad I asked that question because you had such a fresh example. Mine is uh, mine was an unintentional uh, food uh, choice. It wasn't even really a choice. It just sort of happened. Executive producer on Aldo Roma and I, uh, this past weekend, we ate ants. We ate uh, ants. Um, <laughs> what? Yeah, we ate some ants. Uh, just the ones that climb into your house uh, okay. can uh, unknowingly uh, penetrate food packages. So we've noticed in our house a little, very small little ants that get up one wall of our house and in the kitchen. And we've seen them, if you leave out a little drop of ice, of ice cream, they'll like yeah. descend on it and then you never see them again. And you know a lot about Binge uh, Saturday. Yes. Our, our dear listeners don't know a lot of is, you know, we have Soup Sunday. So to counteract the heavy binge on Saturday, we will go much later on Sunday. And oftentimes that includes eating some soup. Now, Lipton uh, chicken noodle soup was one of my favorites from childhood. And sometimes we'll have that. And we have the dry packages of Lipton soup in the cupboard mm -hmm. on the outside wall. I think you can see where this is going. I think I do. Yeah. So we made some Lipton soup, had a little rice in there as well. And we did it and we were eating and I suddenly glanced down and I noticed uh, the soup was a little darker than usual. Uh, usual, it's just got a nice yellow texture across the top with maybe some little green parsley, but certainly not little brown things floating in it. And certainly I like, not. And I was like, I think these are ants. I think these are these little tiny bloated ants. And uh, executive producer Aldo Roma, of course, immediately <laughs> had, a, had the full <laughs> thing of soup in his mouth was like, <laughs> oh no. That was classic. Oh, no. It was classic on his part. It's like I've been, I've been gorging this stuff down. I was hungry, and so I'd been eating soup. So clearly, we didn't get through much. But both of us, at some point, ingested uh, the common house ant, 
and uh, that's what we had uh, Sunday. So they taste like Lipton soup if you have them <laughs> it boiled in Lipton soup. So we immediately cleared everything out of the cupboards. It was a right. terrifying experience. Uh, it was wow. just a disgusting experience, actually. So um, we had ants on Sunday. <laughs> Uh, have you ever been selected for jury duty? Wow. The timing on this one is perfect. I received uh, just a couple of weeks ago, um, not jury selection, but like the pre-screening jury thing. I'd never heard of this before. I, you're nodding. I, you too. You would say you, exactly. That's why I was going to mail back the letter. That was the pre-screen letter that I had to get back within 30 days. That's what, that's the only thing I've recently mailed too. So I thought of that as well. So that. Yeah, so we're, maybe we're going to be on the same jury together. Oh, man. Then I'd, that'd be worth it. It would be worth I it. I would insist be. that they put us both together and say, <laughs> you know, you want to see justice served. Yeah, Look no right. further than these two guys. By the way, we have a podcast. They're going to say, yeah. would you just stop all this self-promotion? A man's life is hanging in the balance. <laughs> <laughs> you put us on the most heinous murder trial you've got. We're your guys for that. We don't want some traffic stop. We don't want no. some some uh domestic argument or something we want we want serial the- killer that's what we're looking for <laughs> that's right we're ready to render a verdict right here and now yeah, let's- day two of a six-month trial we're ready yeah ex- decision yeah. we make decisions uh, fast we do because you you don't want to waste time with these kinds of things it's it's really gut instinct on stuff like that it really is but it's hilarious the timing that you and i and that have you ever gotten a notice like that before never in my life neither have i has so linda what is it linda anything? has twice Aldo has gotten called a couple of times. He actually got called one time. He didn't have to do it, but he got called. Yeah. So did Linda. I've never in my life did. I thought maybe I'd skate through my whole life without it. And then, That's then what I this- thought too, yeah. <laughs> I was celebrating every day, Jay, until that letter came and Linda's like, Oh, stop celebrating. Cause she knew I was like, Oh, it'll never happen. I mean, if it didn't happen by now, I'm 44 it would never happen. And then yeah. it happened. <laughs> and she's like, well, you can quit celebrating. <laughs> Guess they got to the podcasters. I get <laughs> Yeah, we're going in next. Well, right. that's our show for tonight. Listeners, thank you so much for hanging out as always. And if you do uh, wish to reach out, we'd be happy to hear from you. You can send us a text 647-486-4848. You can follow us on Instagram and our primary home being Facebook. You know, reach out, let us know what's on your mind. We're uh, always happy to hear from you. And Jay, thank you for making time as you always do. And we will see each other again next week. For sure. And you as well. Lots of lessons learned, I would say, tonight. I'm going to call that a chock full of lessons. (laughs) I would too.